0: Welcome to Highly Questionable. Dan and Poppy have the day off. I'm Izzy Gutierrez. That's Amin El Hassan. I Amin, mean, what do you like on the show?
1: Oh man, Steve Kerr, welcome to the NBA. It's not as easy as it seems, huh?
0: Oh, <laughs> and this is Stu Goss, if you didn't know that. Keep it moving. Let's do it, Stu. Is it a big deal that Russell Westbrook and James Harden are already bickering on the courts? (laughs) Well, for a minute, it looked like everything was going swimmingly in this game, at least in the first half, but the Rockets blew a 16-point lead and lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, who got a 30-point triple-double from Giannis Antetokounmpo. But this is the moment most people were discussing during the game where James Harden and Russell Westbrook were having a heated conversation, I guess. James tends to be very animated when he speaks. But one of the things I'll say about these two is that, I mean, they seem to be very, very good friends. Even before the days of Oklahoma City, back in Southern California, have known each other. If they're doing that in game one, I tend to believe that that's the type of relationship that they have. They're comfortable speaking to each other that way. And after the game, James Harden said, hey, this is on me. Two of 13, that's terrible. I've got to do better. I think these two are going to do just fine together. They weren't the only reason they lost that game. Eric Gordon wasn't very good either.
1: Izzy, here's the funny thing. If it was any other two players in the NBA, this wouldn't even be a story. But it's a story because we're paying attention to these guys, and that's the added pressure that comes With this arrangement, I get it that they're best friends. I get it that they played together once upon a time a long time ago. But every day that the Rockets aren't successful, every day that they are struggling to find out who they are is a day of added pressure because these are two very headstrong people who are not known to want to change their ways very easily. And so the pressure mounts every day. Even as Westbrook says, hey, nothing can get between me and this guy. We're the best of friends. I believe that. I also believe you can hate playing with your best friend.
2: Time now for The Real Scoop with Stu Stugatz. Daryl Morey thought the regular season was going to be the easy parts. It took all of one half for it to suddenly become the more difficult part of his year. That's The Real Scoop with me, Stugatz, on ESPN. There you go. <laughs>
0: Is Steve Kerr right? The Warriors blowout loss to the Clippers is their new reality. Well, the Warriors christened their brand new building in San Francisco yesterday with a 141-122 to 122 loss to the L.A. Clippers. Kawhi Leonard was not spectacular. The entire L.A. Clippers team was, and the Warriors defensively couldn't do anything. Anything. Steve Kerr said after the game, this is going to be more reality. It's not just a one-off for us. There are going to be games like this. And when you look at the way that roster is constructed, you're so used to these big names that everybody knows, and occasionally a Jaja Pachulia. But last night you saw a random spellman, a Robinson the Third here, somebody named Pascal, Pascal, not even sure, played 31 minutes for the Warriors. Look, I understand people are hopeful when Klay Thompson comes back. That probably won't be this year. It's probably not ideal to have a player like D'Angelo Russell who dominates the ball a lot more you know, than Klay Thompson would who goes through entire games with four to seven dribbles for a game. They've got a lot to work out. First and foremost, that defense. Secondarily, that offense where Draymond Green is all of a sudden one of the top options. The Warriors are going to be a work in progress and the playoffs is going to be a giant question
1: mark. Yeah, when they broke ground on the Chase Center a couple years ago, Kevin Durant with that hard hat, they didn't expect opening night to feature Jordan Poole instead. But here we are. And the reality is, even though the offense was terrible, they'll find their way. They have enough good offensive players on that team to figure it out. It's going to be a different system. It's not what we've been accustomed to the last couple of years. But you're absolutely right. The defense is the biggest issue. And I knew it was going to be so on the day that they traded for D'Angelo Russell because when you look at the Warriors from last year, they lost in whole or in part, three or four of their best perimeter defenders. you got Kevin Durant out the door, Andre Iguodala out the door, Sean Livingston retired, and Klay Thompson injured and will miss half, if not all, of the season. In return, you get guys like D'Angelo Russell, who's not known for his defensive prowess. And so when Steve Kerr says this is our new reality, he's talking about the defensive end. They'll figure out the offense, but the hard part is, especially with a roster this young, getting them to understand the standards of which Golden State expects on the defensive end. That'll be an up-and-down process throughout the year.
2: Time now for The Real Scoop with me, Stu Gott. Steve Kerr coached his first game in the NBA last night. He hasn't coached a game before last night. That's what it's like when Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green aren't your four best players. Steve Kerr, welcome to the work world. That's The Real Scoop. With me, Stugatz on ESPN. Because Stugatz lives in the work world, by the mean? way. I mean, I'm working <laughs> all week. Yeah. After one game, should we start thinking of Trey Young
0: as the next Steph Curry again? Well, Stu Gatz was flummoxed by the fact that this question featured the word again. But we (laughs) did compare Trey Young to Steph Curry about the first half of his last season at Oklahoma. And then what happened was, you know, the second half of that season and the early part of his NBA rookie year. But ever since then, he's been spectacular. Last night, he had 38, 9, and 7. And in the game, he was 6 of 10 from 3, a few of those from 30-plus feet. He now has five career games where he has multiple. 30-plus foot three-pointers. He's done that in 82 career games. Steph has seven in 698 career games. Trey Young is absolutely Steph Curry-like. He can take and make any shot. I don't think if people are actually covering him from the logos this year just yet, that will come when people start respecting him like Steph Curry. But he's an absolute beast, and it's probably the closest thing we've seen since Steph, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think the biggest thing going for Trey Young that helps him be Steph-like It's not actually just the shooting, it's the passing. Because as teams get to adjust to him and start to try and trap and double-team, as we saw the Clippers do to Steph Curry last night, Trey's passing is is ultimately going to get him out of those situations. Because remember, he's a little smaller and he's a little slighter than Steph is, so he's got to have a little bit more guile when it comes to navigating the types of defenses he's going to see. But the big thing here is he's in a situation where he has a coach, who knows what he is and knows how to use them, and he's got teammates that complement his skill set. It was Detroit, though, last night, so come on, guys. Let's pump the brakes a bit.
2: Derek Rose. Here's the real scoop with me, Stu Gatz. Trey Young did have six three-pointers. You know else he had six of? Six turnovers. That's been the real scoop with me, Stu Gatz. On ESPN.
0: You,
1: you
2: have it's chocolate almost, on right? your shirt. I do.
0: Do you think more or less of the Vikings after they only beat Washington by 10? Well, it was a Thursday night game, and they won 19-9. to 9. And just before this question was uttered, Stu Gott said four weeks ago we would have been absolutely killing Kirk Cousins. All that matters is he won four games since then. Let's go ahead and kill him after a win, too, because this is what exactly Kirk Cousins is, okay? No, he didn't have Adam Thielen, so of course it's smart of that coaching staff to sort of scale back and not really throw the ball down the field. So what was his yards per attempt for the game? 3.7. That's the shortest of the season, second shortest of his career. They were 6-6 on screen passes. That's the most the Vikings have thrown in the past five years. And here's the kicker. They're 5-0, the Vikings are, when Kirk Cousins averages five yards per attempt or shorter. They are not good when he has to throw the ball very far. They're good when he throws comfortable passes and then occasionally beats people deep. They need to run Dalvin Cook, run Dalvin Cook, and run Dalvin Cook, and then see what Kirk Cousins can offer them.
1: They entered the game a 16.5-point favorite, and they only won by 10. They were 1-4 in the red zone against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And here's my favorite stat, perhaps of the NFL season. They didn't punt once. In the last 10 years, teams that did not punt and won a game averaged 40-plus points per game. They scored 19. (laughs) I'll give you another damning stat if you want. Only
0: one of Kirk Cousins' 26 passes were considered to be in a tight window. That's 4% of his throws, the third lowest percentage since 2016. Don't ask Kirk to do much. You'll win by 10 against Washington on a Thursday. Here's the real scoop with me, Stu Goss. I have a stat for you guys. Winning
2: masks everything. That's the real scoop That's with Memes scoop. Dugatz on ESPN. How
1: is that a stat? How is a stat?
0: How do you look at DeAndre Ayton after his 25-game suspension? Well, the former number one pick was suspended for those 25 games for testing positive for, for a diuretic, and masking agent, essentially. The Players Association is saying he will appeal, saying he unknowingly ingested it, which get in line with everybody else who has said that in the past nobody actually believes you the way i see this is a young player who wanted to get better i don't know if he actually took peds but if he actually did thought he could mask it thought he could find a way to just increase his value and go on with his career quietly in phoenix look you're going to get busted for this type of stuff people are going to judge you however in 50 games if he comes back looks good and is not suspended again
1: everybody will forget is he, he tested positive for a diuretic. The reason why it is on the banned substance list is because it is a masking agent for not only PEDs, but also several narcotics that are listed by the NBA as banned substances. So, to l- make the leap of logic that he took this diuretic to mask for a PED, I think is a little unfair. He might have taken it just to mask for another drug that he might have tested positive for, and a recreational one, if you will. And if that's the case, then we have to look at this in the proper context of light. He wasn't taking something that made him jump higher or run faster. He was taking something that made him relax a bit, perhaps. Allegedly. Maybe. I don't know. But the point is, sometimes you're better off taking the suspension for the recreational substance rather than doing a diuretic and getting caught out for 25 games now.
2: Here's The Real Scoop with me, Stu God. The NBA was so surprised the Phoenix Suns won their opening game, they started <laughs> drug testing <laughs> everyone. That's a good one. That's the real scoop. A- With me, Stu Goddard. Got him. Finally, he's got us a good one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> coming up next on my soul, Stevie
1: show. You guys are all rested up. Uh, what's your sense
0: for how the Browns are going to do uh, coming out of the bye? Well, we're going to win. We're going to win. I think it's just that simple. we getting guys back healthy again, and um, we're going to win. This was an overtime. Jackson State needed to score to stay in the game. That looks like a bobble. That looks like a terrible throw. And he's in. Absolutely on purpose. Look at that. Smooth. You've got the hook. It's a screen pass. It's just a screen pass. They allow all the defenders to go.
2: Time to play the game that looks better with the lights off. Do you
1: question Do you give us topics and events, and we question them, and that's one of the topics and events (laughs) that I don't want to question. Do you question if Jarvis Landry
0: guaranteed a victory against the Patriots? Browns wide receiver is facing the Patriots. His team is 12-and-a-half point underdogs in this game on Sunday. Here's what he said.
1: Now that you guys
0: are all rested up, Uh, what's your sense for how the Browns are going to do coming out of the bye? Well, we're going to win. We're going to win. I think it's just that simple. we getting guys back healthy again, and um, we're going to win. I just love the premise of the question, now that you guys are all rested up, as if that had been the problem for the Cleveland Browns all season long was fatigue, starting from week one. But as Doug Peterson learned, that counts. It's just like when Poppy kind of pulls his hand back on the handshake and you get confetti everywhere. That counts. Jarvis, that is a guarantee, my man.
1: It absolutely guarantees that we're gonna win. It's that simple. And that's not a guarantee. How much more of a guarantee do you guys need? And by the way, no, it's not that simple. Just because you had a week off doesn't Mean you're going to be the best team in the NFL. Everything's fine now.
2: Really. <laughs> <laughs> Time for a fun fact with me, Stu <laughs> Jarvis Landry has zero touchdowns this year. The New England Patriots defense has five.
1: That's been a fun fact with me,
2: Stu Gas. Just a little nugget for you.
1: <laughs> well, there you okay. go, take that. Fun fact. That was fun. <laughs> and it was a fact? Yes.
0: Do you question if this was lucky? or good? Well, it's one of my favorite questions. We'll take you out to a game last night between Jackson State and Prairie View A&M. This was an overtime. Jackson State needed to score to stay in the game. That looks like a bobble. That looks like a terrible throw. And he's in. Absolutely on purpose. Look at that. Smooth. You've got the hook. It's a screen pass. It's just a screen pass. They allow all the defenders to go.
1: It's I mean, you football. It's fantastic. Fourth down.
0: Ugh. I've lost games on plays like this in flag oh, football yes I, mean, flag yes I mean yes i said it
1: you cannot keep bringing that up as actual sports experience
0: yes i can
2: time now for a fun fact with me stu jackson is not a state that's for the fun fact with me stu do
0: you question if this was harmless I mean, we have no idea where this is. It's on a road somewhere, I'm sure, from somebody's Reddit account. This is my favorite. And, oh! oh man. No, yeah, we're good. Wow. No, yeah. we're good. Yeah. Absolutely nothing happened. Now, I am a little bit concerned. Mm. Wow. I am a little bit concerned about the driver,
1: though. I know. Well, I don't know. I think the no. driver... Really no, line. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect somersault. By the way, I'm more impressed by that than what Simone Biles did throwing out
2: that first no, I do remember one better landing though.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah!
0: Oh my god, that's amazing! Are you yes. sure that's not just a scene from Spider-Man?
1: No, <laughs> no, he hit and then he flipped and then he landed the Teen Wolf surfing on top of the car scene.
0: Highly Questionable is broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami.
2: Time to play the game that didn't have time to shave today.
0: <laughs> See? <laughs> or no. Or any day. You tell us what to watch on TV tonight. We'll tell you if we're intrigued. Sunday.
1: When does he actually shave? Sunday night.
0: <laughs> tonight at 8.07 p.m., Game 3 of the World Series Astros and Nationals. Well, of course, the Nationals are up surprisingly two games to nothing. Juan Soto turns 21 today. Happy <laughs> birthday, Juan. Oh. It is Zach Greinke versus Anibal Sanchez tonight. But for a preview, we'll show you Justin Verlander showing off his world-class athleticism. With the secondary stuff. This was in game two. A little right dribbler. A for Wait for it. He yeah. 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 just throws you know, yeah. it off mm-hmm. his leg. Did you see where, Hugh oh, Darvish where you Darvish got back at him, by Ken the way? You Darvish got a little bit of one of these clips earlier in the year, and uh, Justin Verlander <laughs> said, way to show off how athletic we are as pitchers, and you just got him right back with this one.
1: Been sitting on that for a while. You Hugh intrigued to me? <laughs> I am not intrigued. This series is over. What? Yeah, calling it right now. What? DOA. Congrats well, to the Washington
2: Nationals. How about you, Stu? Are you intrigued? See, see, I'm intrigued. The reason the Astros have a chance tonight is because Justin Verlander is not on the mound. Him and his 0-5 World Series record.
0: Are you holding that up like a painting? (laughs) I don't know. Saturday at 3.30 p.m., number nine, Auburn, and number two, LSU. Well, of course, LSU just beat my Gators a little bit back, and they look like a great team in large part because of that quarterback, Joe Burrow. Here's some footage of him getting sacked from the rear this is against mississippi state i mean he's just i mean look at that Perfect <laughs> protect your backside your blind side joe burrow he was very very eager to pull those pants up look protect the ball first before before you protect your butt
1: that's a very cheeky play right there <laughs> two hands on the ball <laughs>
0: How about you, Amin? Are you intrigued by this?
1: Uh, not really. If I wanted to lie, I'd say Wisconsin-Ohio State, which is another tough matchup, is also being played on Saturday. But the reality is, I'm not watching any no. college football.
0: Wisconsin. How
2: about you, Stu? Are you intrigued? See, see, I'm intrigued. But Joe Burrow, it could have been worse.
0: Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I that that was pretty cool <laughs> to me. That's how
1: you know you've hit rock bottom.
0: <laughs> Soothing. Saturday on ESPNU, Colorado State and Fresno State. Uh, well, not really. But for entertainment purposes, let's show you a video of Fresno State's Savion Johnson dribbling another human being. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yep, what are you talking about? I'm pretty big here. And- oh, whoa, wow. get off of me. <laughs> Just take a little head bounce off the turf while you're at it. Look at this. He's
1: making that's the hard dribble. Oh, oh, wow. Oh,
0: man. <laughs> he literally dribbled this man off the turf. I don't know if there's rubber underneath that turf, but, man, that was bouncing. That's
1: the hard dribble LeBron does right before he explodes to the rim. Just that one last dribble and just go right up with Take it. that concussion.
2: How about you, Stu? Are you intrigued? See, see, I'm intrigued. I know it's hard to believe, but I have a better stiff arm oh, than that. No
0: chance.
1: Oh yeah! Oh, I mean, this
2: is just unfair.
1: One more? No, he ran into it. He didn't even need to do that. Yeah. My favorite part about this clip is he slows down for that kid. I could just run this in, but no. Let me inflict some more damage. So glad you to get to me.
0: So glad we have this old family footage of Dan. Sunday at one, Eagles and Bills. Uh, you know what? I'm pretty sure I've gotten my fill of the Philadelphia Eagles this year, so no, thank you. But for a preview of this game, let's take you to last week when the Buffalo Bills played the Miami Dolphins, and you tell me if the Dolphins two, actually wanted to recover six. this onside would kick. You want the first man down to block, and the second man down. To turn you would think that they would, right? They're in this game down three. Oh, not only do I not want it, yeah. right. but I'm gonna yes. let this guy walk into the end zone. Game over. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Dolphins. You're doing this right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> look. I mean, I mean, that is a great onside kick. Where's the effort? Oh, what yeah. No. What are they doing?
1: That is part of their Follow tank the ball.
0: <laughs> how about you, Amin? Are you intrigued?
1: Somehow, someway, I am intrigued because I want to see how far this Buffalo Bills winning thing goes. They're, they've got one loss so far. Are they really one of the best teams in the NFL?
0: It usually goes about 25 yards and then a punt. How about you, Stu? Are you intrigued? C, C. Believe it or not, though, I have a better onside kick.
2: Huh? Yeah, just hold up.
0: <laughs> Oh, Oh, yeah, it's (laughs) off the head. Why are you ducking, sir? Do you not know what sport you're
1: playing? (laughs) Not only that, but apparently the kicker claims he meant to do that. He meant to kick it off that guy's face. That kid is on something called the hands team. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: all the time we have for today. Thank you for watching. Have a good weekend, everybody. We're here. Just deal with it.
1: Am I going to have to come back on Monday? Am I? (laughs)
2: I have a question for you guys. What do you think the pecking order is around here? Uh, I'm number one. That's obvious, right? I mean, two or three. Which one? Who's two? You're definitely number two, Stu.